Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi, wa man ihtada bihuda, amma ba'd. We continue tonight, my dear brothers and sisters, with the explanation, the sharh of Al-Ha'iyyah, again for the great Imam Abu Bakr ibn Abi Dawood, al-Sijistani rahimahullah. And we are currently discussing the topic of the Qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal. And we went through some of the main points regarding Allah Azza wa Jal's Qadr and the different levels of the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we also touched up on the deviant sects who deviated in regard to the topic of Qadr. And we spoke about those two main sects, the Jabariya and the Qadariyyah. And regarding the Qadr, my dear brothers and sisters, as we mentioned, it is from Iman that you believe in the Qadr. And a person cannot be a Muslim if they do not believe in the Qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal. And believing in the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it gives you a number of benefits, which the Shaykh has mentioned in the book. There are certain benefits for having Iman in the Qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal. From those benefits, and as the Shaykh says, it is the greatest of them all, it gives you complete Iman in the six pillars of Iman. Because the pillars of Iman are six, as it was mentioned in the hadith of Jibreel alayhi salam, when he asked what is Iman, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned the six pillars. And from them was Al-Imanu Bil-Qadr. So by believing in Iman, you fulfill and you complete your Iman. By believing in the Qadr, you fulfill your Iman and you complete your Iman. And there is nothing greater than this. Because the most important thing to you as a Muslim is your Iman. This is the most important thing. It is more important than your own life. It's more important than your wealth. It's more important than your health. It's more important than your family, your children, your offspring, your relatives, your job, your business, your degree, your, gra- your education. Your iman is greater and more important than all of that. It's more important than your own blood. And that's why the mu'min, the mu'min will give his blood for his iman. He will give his blood for his iman. But iman is the most valuable thing in your life. Because that's what earns you Allah's pleasure. And without your iman, you earn Allah Azza wa Jal's anger. So us as Muslims, we must what? Protect our iman. We must always protect our iman. Do whatever needs to be done in order to protect that thing in our heart. And on our limbs and on our mouth, our tongue. <clears throat> and the person does not have complete Iman in the six pillars if he does not believe in the Qadr. As An Nabi said, Iman is that you believe in Allah, His angels, His books, His messengers, the last day, and that you believe in the Qadr, it's good and it's bad. Khairihi wa sharri. 
The second benefit for believing in the Qadr is that it allows you, the abd, the servant, to continue to carry out his affairs and does not surrender to delusions and fear. When you have iman in the qadr, when you know and believe with certainty that nothing can happen except by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal, you will live your life in that way. And you will not become a victim or a prisoner to what? Delusions. And fear that has no basis. Such as what? Superstitions. Yeah? A lot of people are afraid of superstition. Why? Because of their deficiency in their belief in the Qadr. But when you know that everything happens by Allah's will, then you will not believe in superstitions and you will not have fear of superstitions. Because that negates Tawheed. And belief in superstitions is a form of shirk. Like the person that if he breaks a mirror, he gets scared that he's going to have seven years bad luck. Isn't that what some people believe? This may be Jews. This is a deficiency in Al-Iman. And in particular, Iman Bil-Qadr. Because Allah is the only one that brings benefit and prevents harm. Yeah? So when you believe in the Qadr, you don't have delusional fear. And you don't have delusional thoughts. Because you know for certain nothing happens except by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. Even the enemy. Put superstition on the side. Even an enemy. The mu'min will not fear him. Because he knows nothing happens except by the will of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's why Allah Azza wa Jal in the Quran, what does he say? That sometimes the shayateen, they try to put fear in the mu'min. And the shaitan uses not only himself, but he uses his army from the humans who will try to put fear and instill fear in the mu'min. Allah Azza wa Jal says, Verily, that is the shaitan who makes his allies feed by mankind. So shaitan works very hard in what? Having his own allies feed by mankind. So you find the awliya of the shaitan, they try to cause havoc, they threaten, they corrupt, they oppress, in order for what? For people to fear them. Then Allah says, فَلَا تَخَافُوهُمْ وَخَافُونِ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ Never fear the allies and the army of shaitan. Allah Azza wa Jal says, Do not fear them, but fear me if indeed you are believers. Yani only the mu'min fears Allah alone. So this is the quality of the mu'min and that's from the great fruits of believing in the qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal. When you are certain that everything's in his hand, you won't have that type of fear. You fear no one except your Lord. And this is what Allah loves. He loves the mu'min who only fears him. And that's why the Sheikh says here, it is narrated to us the condition of the munafiqeen. The companions, they used to try to put this type of fear as an excuse because of their disbelief in the qadr. For example, 
on the day of the battle of Uhud. When Uhud took place, what did Allah Azza wa Jal say? الَّذِينَ قَالُوا لِإِخْوَانِهِمْ وَقَعَدُوا لَوْ أَطَاعُونَ مَا قُتِلُوا Subhanallah. The munafiqeen used to work very hard in the time of Rasulullah to what? To deflate the Muslims, to discourage the Muslims, to put doubt in the Muslims. That's their trait. That's why the hypocrites are in the lowest form, the lowest level of hellfire. إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ Allah Azza wa Jal says, Indeed the hypocrites are in the lowest levels of hellfire because this is one of their qualities. They used to go around whispering in the Muslims' ears, trying to discourage them and to turn them away from their obligations. So Allah Azza wa Jal, He knows what's in their hearts and He knows their plots and their plans. So Allah says, they are the ones who said about their killed brethren while they themselves sat at home. That was the quality of the munafiqeen. When the sahaba went out to battle, the hypocrites, you knew them how, they would stay back and make excuses not to fight. When the sahaba were out with Rasulullah so after the companions that died in the battle of Uhud, what did the hypocrites say? The ones that stayed back? They said, if only they had listened to us, they would not have been killed. And if only they stayed back with us, they would not have been killed. Then Allah Azza wa Jal gives them a reality check and a challenge. And he says, قُلْ عَنْ أَنفُسِكُمُ الْمَوْتَ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ They're saying, the Muslims died in that battle. If they stayed back with us, they would have still been alive. Allah says, if that's the case, you prevent death from yourself. You're going to die one day. So go. If you can prevent death from yourself. If you're claiming that those Muslims that died and achieved martyrdom in Uhud, if you claim that they could have avoided death, let's say you avoid death. Allahu Akbar. This is from the lack of Iman in the qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal. And that's why my brothers and sisters, the mu'min never has that mentality where he thinks after something has happened, if that happened or this happened, or if I did this or if I did that, that wouldn't have happened or that would have happened. These words do not come out of a mu'min's mouth. And the Prophet ﷺ said the word if opens the door for shaitan. You're not even allowed to say if. If only I'd done that, that wouldn't have happened. This may be Jews, it's haram. Because it shows discontentment in Allah Azza wa Jal's qadr. But rather the mu'min, when Allah decrees something, he says, Alhamdulillah. And if it's something hard, he says, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un. That's the words that, look at the beauty that comes out of the believer's mouth. Nothing else but beauty. He does not say why and if this happened and that happened. This is not from the the words of the righteous. So the Sheikh says, Sitting at home does not prevent death from reaching you, nor does going out to fight for the cause of Allah Azza wa Jal bring about death if Allah does not decree it. See? That's a huge lesson. The hypocrite sitting at home 
did not stop them from dying. And going out in jihad did not guarantee that a person's going to die. Khalid ibn al-Walid, radiyallahu anhu, perfect example. I don't think anyone fought more battles than Khalid, radiyallahu anhu. Both before Islam and after. And yet he did not die in battle. Now what does this teach us? Allah's qadr is above and greater than everything. And that's the iman. This is what we as Muslims must believe. And the Sheikh mentions it here. How many went out to the battlefield and returned safe and sound? Take for example Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu anhu. This is why when death approached him, he said, I fought in so many battles seeking shahada. Khalid ibn al-Walid, that was his main goal. He had no other desire. Why would he participate in so many battles? Because he wanted martyrdom for Allah. That's what he wanted. And he said it. I fought in so many battles seeking shahada. That there is not a single place in my body, but I have a stabbing scar by a spear or a sword or a dagger. Khalid ibn al-Walid, radiallahu anhu, as he mentioned in this narration, his entire body was scarred from battle. You want to talk men? These are the men. Huh? These days a person gets a scratch on his hand, call the ambulance, call triple O. Khalid radiallahu anhu, and not only Khalid, many of the companions, Sahaba lost limbs. They were missing limbs. He said, not a single spot on my body because I wanted martyrdom. He said, and yet here I am dying on my bed like an old camel dies. Then he said, may the eyes of the cowards never sleep. And Khalid radiallahu anhu was never a coward. He fought in every battle. For this shows the qadr of Allah Azza wa Jal. You could want something and want something and want something so badly. But it's what Allah writes. And it's what Allah has written. So he used to wish for martyrdom and he would rush headlong into great battles. Longing to be killed for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. However, it was not decreed for him to die in battle. Even though the ulama say he achieved the level of shahada. Radiallahu anhu. And they say the reason, the hikmah, one of the wisdoms as to why Khalid ibn al-Walid radiallahu anhu did not die in a battle was because of the title that he was given. He was called Sayfullah al-Maslul, the drawn sword of Allah. And the ulama said because of this title, it is not befitting for the sword of Allah Azza wa Jal to lose in battle or to break in battle. In other words, to be killed. But this is why he was not able to be killed radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And believing in the qadr incites one to be courageous and fearless and to rely upon Allah azza wa jal alone. 
As for withdrawing from the battlefield out of fear, this is to no avail. Those hypocrites that didn't go to battle because of fear of the battle, they ended up dying anyway. Did they not? In other words, what they were running from, they still met. They still met it. This is what it means to believe in the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The third benefit, my brothers and sisters, is if it be the case that some form of calamity or affliction befalls a person, he would not lose patience. And that's a beautiful fruit for believing in the qadr of Allah azza wa jal. That it gives you what? Patience. Patience upon calamity. And you do not lose your patience when you believe in Allah's other. No matter how hard something hits you, as long as you believe in Allah and His qadr, you will say, Alhamdulillah, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. So that's a great fruit that it makes you patient. It gives you patience. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنَ الْخَوْفِ وَالْجُوعِ وَنَقْصٍ مِّنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ Verily, we will test you with something of fear, hunger, loss of wealth, loss of lives and loss of fruits. Then Allah says, give glad tidings to the sabirin. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ The ones who when a calamity befalls them, that's what they say. Because of their iman in the qadr, they say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِمْ رَاجِعُونَ Then Allah Azza wa Jal says, أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّنْ رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ the ending of that verse is about them, the patient ones. Because of their patience, because of their patience, what does Allah say? Ula'ika them. They are the ones. Alayhim salawatum min Allah min rabbihim wa rahma. They are the ones who have the salah from their Lord and His mercy, and they are the guided ones. Look, three things. Three things the patient receives. The one who is patient receives three things from Allah. The first is his salah. And what's Allah's salah upon his servant? We know our salah to Allah is the salah. And dua. That's when we make salah for Allah. What's Allah's salah upon his servant? Beautiful. It's him mentioning them, praising them in a high level amongst the angels. Can you imagine that? Allah speaking about you, praising you to the malaika in the heavens. That's from Allah's salah upon you. And that's why we say, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, about our Prophet Muhammad. This is what it means. Allah's salah is his pleasure upon you and mentioning you in a great gathering. Ulaika alayhim salawatum min rabbihim wa rahma and his mercy. So not only does the patient one receive Allah's salah, he also receives Allah's rahmah. And what greater thing than Allah's mercy? You and I cannot enter paradise without it. 
No matter how much good deeds you do, you cannot enter Jannah with your actions. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that. He said, none of you enters Jannah through his actions. They said, not even you, Ya Rasulullah. He said, not even me, unless Allah covers me with his mercy. That's how important Allah's mercy is. So the patient person is getting Allah's salah, his rahmah, then Allah says, وَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ And they are the guided ones. Allahu Akbar. What greater thing can you achieve? Three things. You know what Ibn al-Qayyim said about these three things? He said the patient person is given three things from Allah. Each one of those things, each one is greater than the dunya and everything in it. Think about it. Allah's salah upon you is greater than the dunya and everything in it. Allah's rahmah for you is greater than the dunya and everything in it. And Allah's guiding you is greater than the dunya and everything in it. And the sabirin, the patient ones, have all three. What a great benefit of sabr. Sabr, my brothers and sisters, is from iman. And it is from the iman in the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And insha'Allah, um, we will continue bi-ibnillah ta'ala in our next lesson. Uh, we will be taking the next part of the book, which is Al-Iman Bil-Yawm Al-Akhir, belief in the last day. Because that is somewhat connected to the belief in the qadr, since they are both pillars of iman. Wallahu a'lam. وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah.